0: Welcome to Feel More, Buy More, the marketing and advertising podcast from System One that puts its data where its mouth is. In this episode, we're gonna be talking about when ads get weird, and we play a lot of ads throughout this. There's a playlist in the show notes, so make sure you take a look at that for reference in the episode. And today I'm joined by Tom Ewing, Head of Marketing. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing well, thank you, James. And we've also got Neen with us. Neen, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast.
1: Um, I'm good, thanks. It's my first time. I'm a bit stressed.
0: It it is your first podcast. So tell me more about what you do at System Um,
1: 1. So I'm a data scientist at System 1. And so um, I don't watch ads necessarily, but I treat uh, their data. um, But I I still do see quite a few ads for ad ratings.
0: Yeah, I see. So uh, there's been a few ads that have come out recently and some in the past which got us thinking about when ads get weird. There's a few that are a little bit strange. So we're, we're going to go through a few ads um, today. We've got the the Coke ad, the Eve Sloth and then we've got a few ones from from France from Noon.
2: I mean I guess that one of the things that sparked this as well is there was a uh the, the CMO, I believe, of Liberty Mutual was in the advertising press saying, oh, we, we've we've decided to let our ads get weird, um, and it's really been paying off. It's really been doing well. And so we had a look uh, using ad ratings, our system one testing device that tests every ad on US and UK TV in seven major categories. But anyway, we had a look at Liberty Mutual's weird ads Um and And indeed, one of them did do pretty well, so we, so we had a look. but it, it kind of got us thinking, you know what what is weirdness in in an ad? Um,
1: yeah, I think it's it's definitely tied also to, well, the generation, and it's it's the time and context, basically. Um, and I think that what we find provocative, at a certain time may not be, but I think that, for example, with the example of the Perrier ad, um, I feel like no matter the generation, the year, the century it comes out, um, it will always have that shocking effect.
2: So there's a there's a shock value. Should we have a look at the yeah? So at the, at the, l- the Perrier ad. We l- can describe maybe yes. what's happening. Okay, in Perrier ads since mean, uh, 1976. That,
1: that's, that's so this,
0: this, is, is, this is my first time watching this ad, so this I'm is intrigued. This ad is
1: not safe for work. I it just want to yeah, point that out. This podcast is safe for work. This, this description is also not safe for work.
2: Be, it's a entirely factual. So what we're seeing here is a, is a, is a small Perrier bottle. <laughs> I uh, hadn't noticed
1: that detail.
2: Some, some romantic music in the background. Yes. And a hand... A hand... A
1: woman's hand. A
2: woman's hand. I think that's probably an important detail Absolutely. here. Absolutely. A woman's hand is caressing the Perrier bottle. And and by the magic of visual effects, the Perrier bottle is enlarging.
1: As the woman caresses the bottle. As the
2: woman caresses the bottle.
1: Very gently.
2: It's it's growing bigger. Now she's using now, two hands. At this point, I, I start to think, well, Perrier is a is a fizzy water. Yes. So what's going oh, to happen? what's going to
1: happen with fizzy water? And we oh. see some bubbles the coming up. Opening.
2: The lid's opening. There and we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. There's a, there's a metaphorical dimension to oh, this very, ad. It's I very think.
1: subtle, actually. Yeah. I think I think Freud would have loved this ad.
2: Um, a so, metaphorical dimension. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think I think it, it's possible to detect perhaps some kind of metaphor in the Perrier, but this came out in 1976, and it you know at the time in 1976. British ads for drink were 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 <laughs> still things like sort of for Gordon's soft drinks. For soft drinks. This isn't yeah, even
1: yeah. alcohol. It's
2: all it's all very sort of you know British and US ads were like oh I'd like to buy the world of Coke and stuff. Um, While and us the Perrier French was perps. a little a little more.
0: Do, do you reckon that's an ad that can be effective? Like I, I, if we were to test it in the modern day, how would that? Perform? I
1: actually believe that this ad, um, this ad's like shocking factor increases with time I think at the time with with French culture and sort of the whole erotic romantic association with French culture and and French culture media art um, I think that you know people found it probably funny at the time and now people just think how could you know this this was on TV while people were having dinner with their kids basically
2: so we think that this had were it to be tested today, perhaps it wouldn't do that well. But I mean, you know, uh, but I think this this also, you know, it's a, it's a, an ad that clearly is, it reflects, as Niamh was saying, the culture of a certain time. Um, and nowadays, surely, surely you would not have any kind of ad that could be misinterpreted in such a way, or any ad that might kind of, you know, disgust or gross out viewers. For instance, by having a colossal tongue uh-huh.
0: bursting
2: onto the scene, and yet um, that is what Coke have done.
0: Exactly, well, that, that's a wonderful segue. Let's take a quick, quick little look. So,
2: lady, lady's drinking some Coke. You then go inside the lady's mouth. There's then, there's then a, a, an indescribable scene, and then she's dancing on a beach.
1: With a tongue. With a
2: tongue. Her tongue. Her tongue that has left her mouth. And that is now, I think these are now, now the idea, and I know this because the Coke strategist very helpfully explained this um, in a Marketing Week article. All this kind of like, you know, antics in the snow with the tongue. There she is. She's sharing a, sharing a laugh with her own tongue in a cinema. Um, she's now partying with the tongue. Uh, the tongue's getting quite frisky. It's kind of like... Um, but anyway, the strategist for Coke were saying, well, look, this is all about how when you taste the Coke, it brings back all the other happy memories that are associated with Coke. So this woman obviously was drinking Coke bungee jumping. She was drinking Coke. Um, they've they've literalized the metaphor in, I, I think, what what Orlando Wood, our head of innovation, would call a left brain fashion. Um, Neen, you're, you, were, you were new to the tongue ad. What did, what did you make of it?
1: Yeah, well, and actually, I would say I do identify as a left brain person. Mm-hmm. And I see this ad, and I just don't get it. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, there, I think there are ads where you don't understand the story. And then there are, there are ads where you don't understand the story. You don't want to understand the story. You don't even want to look at the ad. Um, and this one sort of grosses me out a bit, especially with the frame of the, of, of the whole sort of going into the mouth and then seeing the tongue is, is a bit too graphic for me. Like it doesn't.
2: Yeah. The, the mouth eye view shot, um, which, which is you, you, dear yeah. listener will be able to see if you, if you boot up YouTube and go and have a look at this on the playlist that James is going to put together. Um, but, the, yeah, the mouth-eye-view shot is a, is a really weird one. I think it's really interesting that you talked about gross-out, because, of course, we've, we've done the testing for this. This has been on ad ratings. Yeah. And it came back with a, um, a one-star score, a uh, pretty low one-star score. And the reason it had a one-star score was because there was, there was quite high disgust yeah. levels, um, which then, then kind of did gradually resolve, but it mostly resolved into contempt... As it became clear that the tongue wasn't going to go in a, away in a hurry, I think that you're, you know, the issue with with using weirdness, and we're looking, you know, with with Perrier yeah. and with this, you're looking at the kind of negative element of weirdness and the negative risk, the downside risk of of making weird and surreal ads is that yes, they're memorable. That's that's why you make them in the first place, but there's also a every chance that they might kind of violate some sort of social norm rather than sort of gently nudge a social norm. They might just kind of like, you know, run up to the social norm and give it a good kicking um, and trigger a disgust reaction or a contempt reaction or some other kind of like, you know, what the hell is this? I think that probably the people who make them are like, well, you know, um, people might be a bit confused or might be a bit intrigued or something by these ads. But actually, some of them, it kind of goes further and the people are, are, are just sort of grossed out by it, which when you're selling a nice tasting drink. Um and I am an enthusiastic consumer of Coca Cola. He currently has one in front of But uh, you know, I I don't think it it's uh, you need to tread quite carefully using using weirdness. Yeah. Um I, I had a look actually just when we were preparing for this as, as what sort of, you know, how like literary critics and stuff define weirdness and talk about weirdness. And the the late Mark Fisher, who is a, a literary, was a literary writer, he, he sort of would think about weirdness and talk about weirdness in the sense of it being something that seems to be from outside this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's about kind of, you know, in some ways weird ads, weirdness in ads is about kind of creating an alternate reality, creating a world in which some of this kind of surreal things can happen. But that can be a positive too. So you can have something that's kind of slightly sort of uncanny and magical, but actually actually uh, attract people. So if we think about the Liberty Mutual, the Free Zoltar, um, which... should we have a look at it? Let's have a look at it. I don't, you know, it's, it not it's, it's perhaps not the most visually... Well, it's got dialogue in this one, actually, unlike the, uh, the Perrier... Great riches will find you when Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance.
1: So you only pay for what you need.
2: Wow, thanks Zoltar. How can I ever repay you?
1: Maybe you could free Zoltar?
2: Uh Thanks lady. Taxi! Only pay for what you need. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. So in that ad an American lady is using one of the, the Zoltar booths that you get at um, at like seaside resorts and you put in the money and it tells you the fortune. And in this case, she puts in a her dime or whatever and it tells her um, about Liberty Mutual's latest offer uh, in a gravelly voice that I couldn't quite understand, but there we go. Um, and then and then she says, wow, thanks Zoltar for telling me this. You know, um, what can you do? Oh, you can free me. And then off he rides on a unicycle. So it's this kind of... It sort of it sort of reminds me of a sort of like a video game gag or a slight sight gag from from a a cartoon or something, Um, but that's you know it's it's that little bit of surrealism that obviously
1: absolutely and and I think that one of the words I would use to describe this ad rather than saying weird is absurd, but in a way that is that is funny. There's there's nothing there's nothing you know offensive about there's this sad there's nothing to get angry about to get disgusted about it's just absurd because you feel like the person who made this you know that they dream the, this up where do you where does the, the inspiration for this style come from um and i'd say i'd find it absurd in the sense that weird is sort of it weirds me out but this this doesn't weird me out i find it quite amusing to watch
2: yeah, it's just—I mean—it's in the tradition of the of the kind of Geico ads that you have, um, which are also an in insurance where they've livened up a category by basically, you know, doing a joke. They've—it's—it's yeah. it's, let's let's—we've got quite a tedious category insurance. Let's do a joke, and people liked it. People responded well to the joke. Got three stars. Um, uh, there are ads definitely which which kind of do attempt to sort of create a a, a magical or imaginary world. Yeah. Um, like that Orangina one oh that we brought there. in.
1: We're again going to have to do a not-safe-for-work voiceover. So imagine the Garden of Eden and live animals seducing each other.
2: But they're not just animals, are they? Oh, no, they're, they're
1: like erotic animals. And the bear is actually naked?
2: They're sort of human animals. Um, and there's
1: also... Living flowers that are actually strippers,
2: and there's a there's a kind of squid pole dancer that we're now seeing, and they're all having a part. This is all all down to the power of Orangina. Um, So then there's this
1: woman drenching her body in Orangina. Um, A deer in a in a cute little pink thong.
2: There's a yeah, we've got a. I mean, it's got everything. It's got it's got um, it's got twerking deer. Oh, my God, it's again with Orange the writing. It's, it's got oh. bottles spurting stuff out, which I think seems to be a theme in French <laughs> advertising. So that ad is definitely trying to create... I'm not sure how that's going to... That, I mean, I, I I don't know how... I don't think our description can possibly do justice to the kind of furry orgy that Orangina I mean, have put I mean, on screen. It's absolutely that. And the thing is
1: that it's... From an artistic point of view, it is very well done. Yeah. I mean it is very aesthetically pleasing. Like there's been (laughs) there's a lot of effort going into this, a lot of creativity. But I remember this coming on the screen and I was having dinner and you know I was probably fifteen and my brother like eleven or twelve having dinner and my mom just going, Why? Why why is this on TV now? It's eight. And, and I think that that was the factor of the ad. It was, it was not only the content of the ad, but also the fact that, um, the time and place chose, chosen to, to broadcast the ad was what made it even more inappropriate. But I also think that this type of, of ad is, you know, not meant to last forever. And it's actually also what probably helps making it so memorable. It's you see it from some time and then it just disappears and you keep thinking about it because you don't see it anymore.
2: I mean, it certainly is. I think that probably does fit 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 the definition of weird, as in it's it's very much creating its own world. It's creating its own slice of reality. It's a slice of reality that has its own kind of rules, um, and that's also sort of you know magical and fantastic, whether or not it then is emotionally pleasing. I think is a is a really
0: interesting question. I but was gonna say if, if this was tested today it would surely be a low scoring. Um, well I think it would
2: be I think it I'm would be quite sure. polarizing, that's yeah. the thing. I think like more so than the COCAD. I think that you would either think that it was it was great or think that it was pretty terrible. And you it's see you see some of this in a much more sort of safe way. Um, Uh, you know a lot of the kind of ads that star cats and dogs and stuff things like whiskers kitten college where it's like a university but everyone uh, you know everyone in it is a cat um things like subarus series of ads where various dogs are driving cars and it's like you know the teen dog wants his dad to pick him up from bowling in the family suv and stuff it's as long as you
1: have animals it can't go too bad
2: yeah, unless you are orangina and the animals are some but sort of see, weird
1: but the thing is, is even if i can you know even if i can conceptually theoretically understand the inappropriateness of a furry orgy i think my main emotion throughout the ad would still be surprise because because it is quite aesthetically beautiful yeah. it's not it's i mean yes it's vulg- it's not necessarily vulgar but it is indeed very provocative but it's well done and I think that that definitely would be the, the polarizing factor is the fact that, artistically speaking, it is sort of, you know, almost like a music clip, basically.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll move on to another ad that, that he uses, he uses an animal. Um, it's one of my favorites. Uh, a, a recent ad by, by Eve, Eve Mattresses, so we'll play that now.
1: A sloth,
0: it's yeah, but
1: it's a plush animal sloth that's dancing well, Don't be
0: shy. on an eve mattress. Well, you know He's like having a great time,
1: very, very You've long arms.
0: I love that ad, I find it really
1: cute. And the thing is, if you hadn't said it was an animal. When it first started, I thought because um, we don't we don't sort of zoom in on the sloth immediately, I thought it was a, a, a little monster.
2: I think I think well it is. I mean it's an, obviously it's not a, it's not like a kind of naturalized sloth. It's a it's a sort of yeah it's a plush toy a plush toy sloth dancing on a bed. That is literally all there is to the advert. Um, I mean for me this isn't you know we're we're talking about it because we 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 all like it um, and it did well. It got four stars, um, but I mean, this is this is an example of an ad that's, you know, it's generating its own world. It's generating its own little reality. But all it's 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 actually doing is it's not kind of going into the sort of detail of the reality at all. It's just a moment. It's basically it's taking it's taking a moment and it's it's kind of anthropomorphizing it and turning Absolutely. it into something.
1: I think it does that really well.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, there is, and I think um, the thing like one of the things that. Strikes me about it is that you can kind of glimpse a strategy behind it, which is that a sloth likes to sleep, but in this case, because the sloth is on an Eve mattress, it's feeling really good and it's dancing. And yeah, about and everyone
1: and you know wants to wake up like that, dancing in a in a smooth but groovy way. Like it's, I think it only conveys that positive feeling of I had a good night's sleep. I'm waking up. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling I'm feeling energetic, but not in a sort of hyper way. Um, and using a sloth, which is the last animal on Earth you'd expect to be performing any type of activity, just makes the message even stronger.
2: So I think, but I think it's, I think it, like it feels like a very, it's a very subtle message. It's not, it's not, um, it's sort of, it's there. It's, it's, it's there if you're looking for it but it's also just an advert with a dancing yeah. a dancing beast that is just happy and you think yeah this is great
0: yeah and Hooray. T- tom you you wrote a few words on it um and you said, so I was delighted to see this little fella on my way to work oh. the other day. So delighted I sent a pic of it to my wife on the spot. Well done, Eve. I thought a mattress ad for sure, but no offer details, no clever wording, no product claims, just a likable character and the confidence to use it. And I think that's a great quote that Absolutely. sums that up.
1: I, I agree 100% because we don't focus on the mattress. We focus on the feeling of mm-hmm. this yeah. is what it's like to sleep on an Eve mattress and to, and to wake up.
2: And then uh, there, was a, there was a monkey that used to star in ads for, for ITV Digital. Um, in fact, it, this is a very interesting example, because it's one of the rare examples of a fluent device, which was so successful that it jumped brands. Um, w- w- it starred in the, the end of the 90s st- and sort of early noughties, it starred in ads for ITV Digital. And then ITV Digital went bust. And... Most people didn't care that ITV Digital had gone bust, but they were quite concerned about the fate of the monkey. Oh.
0: And then the monkey
2: got bought up by PG Tips. I, well, when, when you mentioned so monkey, and PG became, came yeah, from. and became their monkey.
1: Wow,
2: I did not know that. And the other, the other thing that Sloth reminds me a bit of is, uh, f- of course, Flat Eric, who advertised um, Levi's jeans. There is a, there's a, there's a famous Levi's jeans ad, um, in which. Which kind of brings us nicely back actually to weirdness. Um, because in this Levi's Jeans ad, there is a truck driver, and the truck driver has. Ah, oh, it's a wonderful ad there.
1: That was really
2: good. That's an amazing. That album. is really well. If this podcast really, has done nothing else, it reminded me of Flat really Eric. Really good. But anyway, that that song got to number one in the UK. No way. Um, what the, the a, yeah. Now I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna shazam it after this. It's called It's called Flat Beat by Mr Wazzo. And that for me, the Flat Eric ad, still after you know 20 years, it's a uh, the thing is just a fantastic ad.
1: You but don't know where it's going.
2: No. And that is an example of weirdness used really well in ads, I would say. That is, a, that is an ad that is creating its creating its own world, and you as the viewer are being kind of invited to understand Absolutely. the rules of the world. But, at, you know, where basically you can get out of the, You can be stopped by a cop, but if, you've, if, you're, if your clothes are cool enough... If you're enough, looking
1: fly. If
2: you're looking fly enough, then they'll just let you go. And you happen to have this funky puppet sitting in your passenger seat on your road trip
0: well uh, i think that's that's a good little look into into some strange ads now i'm gonna finish off close up by looking at um oh gosh is that a that's something that you haven't seen have you seen the rebot belly no but that
1: also looks not safe for work you
0: are in for a real treat here this is astonishing this ad
2: Nothing to say, Tom. Nothing I yeah. To say, Tom. I, I I I. It's, <laughs> yeah, no. it's a remarkable ad. Um, remarkable that it was made. It's a sort of you know deserved.
1: The music, everything.
2: Deserved classic. The music makes it. I think. I think if it if it if it wasn't for the music, if it wasn't for the, the gleeful chance of Bentley's going to get you. But yeah, it's it's I, I, terribly disturbing. I wonder how it did for them. I mean, I'm sure that it's. I mean, it really
1: gets to the point.
2: Yeah, Surely. you wouldn't get that now.
0: No. No. All right, well, Tom, Neen, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I've thoroughly enjoyed going through some of these strange, strange adverts.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: As always, you can find all of our content at systemonegroup.com. Follow us on social media at System One Research. All of the links and references from this episode will be in the show notes, which also includes a free trial to our ad ratings product.